Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy PRW, and listen, I am so excited to be back with you guys for another episode of Spoken Right Podcast. Today, I have with me the one and only Charity Coin, one of the dopest people I know that is, I don't even know, y'all. She just fired. So, we're going to talk just a little bit about um, what church looks like through the eyes of the youth and how, you know, Generation Z view the church. So without further ado, Charity, would you just mind telling us just a little bit about who you are, your age, and just give us a little, you know, background, church background about, you know, what you do, how you serve, and just some of those things like that. Definitely, bro. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm so glad to be here with you. Your podcast is fire. I'm a fan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so right back at you in terms of being one of the dopest people that I know. Um, but yeah, so my name is Charity Cohen. I'm 20 years old. 20, not 10. 20, come on, 20. decade, two decades. <laughs> two two decades, she's been here, y'all. She yes, out here. out here. So I'm 20 years old. Um, I'm a student, I'm a sophomore, excuse me, at UNC Chapel Hill. The, come on, Tar Heels. The UNC Chapel Hill. The and UNC, come on, shut your look, school okay, out. Okay. She better um, have pride. <laughs> School spirit. No, I'm playing. But uh, I'm majoring in media and journalism with a focus in broadcast journalism. Wow. So this is like your life. Like, this is going to be a breeze for you. Like, this interview is going to be really fun. Like, this is what you do. This is your career. This is like, wow. I'm excited. Like, I am so excited, too. Like, yes. So oh, I'm sorry, church background. I church, yes, we all off topic, <laughs> like church talk. background, come on. So let's see, I grew up Pentecostal Holiness, and I'm still part of the Pentecostal Holiness, United Holy Church of America. Um, my grandfather, Bishop Harry L. Cohen, is the presiding prelate of the United Holy Church come of America. Come on, United Holy, United yes. and Holy. Yes. Yes, come on. Um, and my grandmother also pastors at her church. Um, her name is Pastor First Lady Elder Linda Cohen. Come on, you better give um, her the titles. All the titles. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I grew up Pentecostal holiness. You know, we shout, we fall out, we run around the church, take a few laps, uh, do it again the next Sunday, all that. So yeah. So yes, yes, yes. That is awesome. You guys are jumping and love the energy that you guys have at your church. I believe it was in 2018 mm-hmm. that I had the privilege of um, preaching at your grandmother's church. Yeah. Very uh, awesome atmosphere. I enjoyed the time and the hospitality. She always asked about you too. It was great be being there. Yes. Tell her I want to come back. I will. I will have a look at you. <laughs> it was great. So with that being said, um, you guys jump, shout, do cartwheels, all of that. Stuff that you said. Skip. Um, so do you feel like you are viewed differently um, by those who may not have had the same church background or same church exposure as you? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely do feel like I was viewed differently, especially in like middle school and high school, um, because I'm very churchy and I was very churchy and everybody kind of just knew that. Like I would just say little things like, Lord, keep me near the cross, like just stuff like that. They'd be like, what are you talking about? So I definitely was viewed differently. Um, and I also think it's because of the way I carried myself. I didn't hang out with certain crowds. I didn't go to certain parties. You know, I didn't participate in certain activities. So I think that, yeah, I was viewed differently, but I don't think it was a bad thing. And it, if anything, it just made me stand out. It didn't make me be like an outlier or like an outcast. Great, great. So as it relates to, you know, your church background, you don't feel like you um, were viewed differently or sometimes you feel like you were viewed differently. Um, Could you describe the 21st century church in one word? Mm. Hard, Um, right? Yeah, that's that's actually hard because 
it's hard to do anything in just one word. Go with God. Go with God. I'm going to let him use me. I'm going to have to say resolute. Okay. Um, I know that resolute basically means to be uh, purposeful and just be set in your opinion and set in purpose and not just doing things just for the sake of doing them. And I definitely think that my generation, we are longing for something. And so whether it's the events that your church puts on, the different amenities that you guys offer, we want to come and we want to be there for something specific. We're not just coming to just sit around. So I think that 21st century church is definitely kind of like gearing itself towards that mindset and that there are more events being offered and more uh, special activities and all that. So um, being that you said you were 20 years old, that puts you in the Generation Z's bracket. Mm -hmm. So what's one thing that you feel like contemporary church either needs to, you know, add or the traditional church can do without or take away as it relates to this generation and the Generation Z's? Mm-hmm. Um, my first experience at a contemporary church was last year, um, my freshman year in college, because I was just looking for somewhere to go, you know, a church away from home. Not necessarily a home church, because no church will ever do it like my home church. You was under watch care? Yeah. <laughs> watch care. Come on, yes. watch care ministry. <laughs> I'm dead. I mean, basically, so I was just looking for somewhere where I could, you know, get get the word. And so I started going to a contemporary church with my friends. Um, And it's definitely different. They don't shout, you know, it might be times where they want to let loose, but they bring it back in and they they don't really, you know, go as hard as we as we do at my home church. Um, So I definitely feel like that's something that the contemporary church could maybe introduce Um, because people like me, I get my breakthroughs from shouting, you know, crying and all that stuff. Praising God. Come on. Giving God your best. Look, okay. She got a good footwork, y'all. Okay. Look, skating. Um, (laughs) Not skating. Come on. Skate for Jesus. Skating. But yeah, the contemporary church, they do a really good job of, you know, allowing an open worship atmosphere. Um, The praise and worship is crazy at the contemporary church. It's just freeing and they invite everybody to come to the stage and worship. You know, there's all the lights and the the um, screens and everything that like the visual aspects that I feel like this generation likes. Um, So I guess the traditional church could kind of introduce that same open and frank atmosphere. One thing about the contemporary church is they really push the come-as-you-are um, agenda. So it's like you don't have to have on a dress to your knees and, you know, stockings and a hat. You can literally just wear jeans and a T-shirt if that's all you have. But in that same vein, I do think you should want to look your best for God. Like, I can I can do both. I know you can do both. You yeah, know, I mean, I can, I can do both. I, yeah. grew up, I grew up, you know, again, I grew up Pentecostal. And, you know, apostolic, just as well as you do, you know, church is all I know, mm-hmm. church is all my life. So I can easily put on a three-piece suit okay, three and go piece. to church, jump, skip, shout, holler, run around, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind praising God. You know, that's, I feel like, you know, me praising God is just my reflection of who God is to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people praise God different ways. So, you know, I have n- nothing against the contemporary way. You know, I can put on a biker coat and rip jeans and some sneakers and go to church too. Right. I mean, I feel like my preference is all in, like, is the word being preached, you know, am I really getting what I need from God, whether I have on, you know, the jeans or whether I have on the three-piece suit or, you know, what have you. Because I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, we either dress up for church, and one of my experiences in the holiness church is that you have a lot of people that hide behind the outfits and the hats and the clothes. And then, you know, you go into a contemporary church, you have a young man or a young lady that's in a hat or that's just in some sweatpants and they really just going for broke at the altar and just crying off the guy. So I really feel like, you know, it's all in the atmosphere and the setting that you create for, you know, God to really come in and just sit on us literally. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, 
in contemporary church and traditional church, just make sure the spirit is alive because the Bible says it's the spirit of God that draws. It's not our lights. It's not our form and our fashion. It's the spirit of God. So if you really make sure that the spirit of God is like, you know, within the atmosphere of your church and you're making it conducive for, you know, signs, wonders, and miracles, I believe that God will show up. And not only will the seasoned saints or the older people get what they need, but the younger ones will, you know, feel that same energy because, again, it's the spirit of God Mm. that draws, like, all of us to Christ. Right. That's the one. Well, I could go on about that. Yes, definitely. So... Um, as it relates to, again, this generation of Generation Ds, do you feel that pastors and leaders are posturing um, the future church for success? Like, how do you feel about the leaders and our youth leaders and our pastors and senior leaders and bishops? Do you feel like they are, you know, hearing the voice of our youth of today? And are they, you know, really um, listening? Not only so hearing, but are they listening and taking advice from our youth as it um, relates to posturing the future church for success? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good question. I, I like that you added, you know, listening and hearing. Because um, one thing that my grandfather does is he'll always come to me or my cousins or young people in the church and say, you know, what can I do to reach people of your generation, to reach young people, and to not only reach them, but to keep them in the church. And so I definitely appreciate leaders and, and preachers and pastors who are, you know, going out and saying, I need you to help me help you because I, I don't know, you know, my mindset is not the same as yours. So I think that um, they're definitely posturing the youth for today. They're bringing them in by offering more events, you know, Bible study, youth days, all that good stuff. Um, and I guess just under, I, I think that one way that they can posture is just understand the um, atmosphere that we're in because I feel like the youth today are going through more, not necessarily going through more, but like, it's a lot that we have to go through. Right. It's more it's more distractions now than yeah, ever. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Being that, you know, the Generation Zs are more so, you know, um, birthed into what you call the digital age. Like, you have more iPhones, you know, tablets, video games, all of this t- type stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I feel that one way that senior leaders and leaders can really reach this next generation is through technology like finding a way yeah. to tap into technology because you have a lot of um you know you have a lot of young people that may come to church and necessarily be on their phones just to you know talk a little bit about millennials like for instance if we come to church and we be on our phones nine times out of ten we probably are goofing off and doing things that we shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. versus like you know in looking and ministering as a youth minister to Generation Z, a lot of times they're on their social media or they're on their phone trying to publish or capture moments within the sermon. They're either trying to get a picture of um, the preacher as he's uh, preaching to share with the, you know, to share with the quote mm-hmm. of something that the preacher said that resonated with them. Or they're trying to text a friend and say, hey, you know, Pastor such and such killed this morning. Pastor such and such is like preaching straight fire. Like we talked this week. This is what you're dealing with. Girl, I'm going to send you my notes. Bro, I'm going to yes. send you my notes. So it's, it's more so like they're trying to publish or create something. So if we can tap into like that um, area of technology, I really believe that like us as leaders can really be impactful for this next generation absolutely definitely so um being that you said you know you grew up holiness pentecostal but you go to a contemporary church um while you're away at college and stuff like that um you said you love to shout and praise god so let's talk music Mm -hmm. like music so i'm pretty sure you probably you know shouting music you know you got a good five five one going with the (laughs) praise break you know like you got a good footwork 
But as it relates to music, do you feel that contemporary music is better than traditional music or vice versa? Or what is your, you know, your perspective as it relates to church music, the things that we listen to, the things that this generation listen to? You know, you got Little Nas X, you got NBA Youngboy, mm-hmm. you know, like just to name some of those, you know, secular artists. Like when some of these songs come on, you know, I'm like totally lost. Like I don't listen to any rap. I don't know any secular songs mm-hmm. <laughs> other than what the kids like introduce me to. So it's right. like a lot of times like being that I grew up holiness. I'm really, like, lost of words when somebody asks me about a contemporary song, but then when you start singing, like, Pass Me Not or Gentle Savior, then I'm, like, all in. So talk a little bit about music and, you know, how do you feel about music as it relates to your generation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said before, I'm churchy, and I always have been and always will be, so I do love traditional music. I love the, you know, hymns. I love the choir songs. I love choir music. Um, of course, shout music. Um, so that's just my that's my personal preference is um, traditional church music. But one thing that I do appreciate about the contemporary church's music is that it's, it's less of the music and more of the words. So you're actually having to listen and hear from God and hear what the, the um, I'm sorry, the singers are saying and let it kind of minister to you. It's just, you know, sometimes we have to just take a, a, a t- take time and just sit back and just listen and not be so involved. Just just listen and really let it, you know, mm-hmm. water our souls. Like we, we just, that's what we have to do. So I, I do appreciate that about contemporary church, but I prefer, you know, choir music hymns and shout music. So in your, in your, in what you call your quiet time with God, I'm mm-hmm. sure you spend, you know, your devotion, your, your you take a, a section of your day or you take a portion of your day to where you spend time with God. As it relates to music, what is your preference? Like, do you prefer to listen to quiet music and shout music while you're talking to God? Or do you get more from the contemporary music when you're in your quiet space, mm-hmm. in your quiet time mm-hmm. with God? Um, I will say that I don't, do, I don't spend, I don't devote enough time to just do devotionals as I should, but there are times when I'm just going through and it's like something. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah, I mean. Like, that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, there may be like a kid out here that's like, you know, I don't spend enough time with God like I should. Y'all right. just heard her. Charity Coin, she just said, <laughs> I don't spend enough time. We all don't, y'all. Like, we all need to spend more time with God. We can never spend enough time with God. So, yeah, thank you for that transparency. Yeah, but, again, back back again to the music and what you do in your quiet time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so like I said, when, whenever I'm just really, really going through and I just have, you know, I need to just get what I have to get from God. I look back on my notes from that I've taken from church or just, you know, inspirational messages that my grandmothers have given me, my grandfather, my parents, and my brother. You know, I like to listen to worship songs. Um, it's still choir music. But, but it's, like, it's a worship. It's it's less, um, you know, less energy, less yeah. of that, and more just uh, just worship. But it's it's not. I'm. It's not necessarily contemporary. It's still traditional choir music, but it's just worship music. Okay. Yeah. Great. 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 Like how so excellent, as, how excellent, stuff like that. Oh, so so you more so like the choir music, but like the worship. Worship. Yeah. So like you don't want the the shout and the good, like mm-hmm. you know, you want to be mellowed out, you know, yeah, something yeah. that brings you into the presence yeah. of God. Totally, I got you, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So as we get ready to close out, one last question for you, Charity, is perhaps there may be somebody, a young person or a person that's a part of what you call the generation of these that is struggling with the perception of church and how they view church. They feel like they're forced by their parents to go to church. Church is not really something that they like, or perhaps we might have somebody that um, wants to go to church and don't really know how, don't really know the steps to take to really just, you know, they may want to be saved. They may want to be more devoted to God through the setting of church. What 
encouragement would you give to another young person who's battling with the perception of church and how they view church? Um, I would definitely say don't be encouraged. Don't I'm sorry, not encouraged. Don't be discouraged by things like dress codes. Just because you don't have a three piece suit or a dress, that doesn't mean you can't come to the house of God. That's something that you know shouldn't keep you at the door. Um, and also, don't be discouraged by what people may say because I know there's a thing called church hurt and people that that's real to a lot of people that I know. So don't be discouraged by certain things that happen in the church. You have to really go to the church to get what you need from God and to build your own relationship. And for me personally, I know you, you mentioned um, sometimes kids are forced to go to church by their parents or grandparents mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, their guardians. Um, for me, when somebody's making me do something, I'm just so strong in my own will that I don't want to do it if I'm being made. That stubborn to. spirit. Look, Come out. Lucy. <laughs> I was like, literally, I'm, I won't do it if I'm being forced. So I think kind of some advice for guardians and parents is to let your kids find God for themselves and stop trying to force it on them. Definitely take them to church, but, you know, you can't you can't beat it into them. It's like beating a dead horse sometimes. Right. So, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like, really letting your, your kids find God for themselves. Mm-hmm. But also training. The Bible speaks that if you train up a child in the way that it should That's go, it one. won't depart. So I really believe that not forcing them to go to church, but putting them them in a perspective where God is important Mm -hmm. yeah and who God is yeah definitely yeah definitely and for me y'all I'm gonna be transparent again I literally have the the um the attention span of a goldfish or like a dog like it's awful so for me when I go to church I (laughs) don't laugh at me bro I have to um I have to take notes I have to be an active listener to actually listen and understand and like receive what I'm what I'm hearing because I can't just hear it. I have to actually listen to it. So I recommend taking notes, having, you know, you have your phone in your hand anyway, just unlock it and go to the notes page and take notes and just listen. Or maybe even like, you know, turning your voice members on and recording the message so mm-hmm. that you can play it back through the week. I really love how you said that. Um, so as we wrap it up, Charity, just can you tell um, the people, you know, our audience, those who are maybe listening, um, how they can connect with you. Like, what are some exciting things that you have coming up? You know, some things they can look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, how they can connect with you and, you know, follow you from, I guess, wherever they may be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely follow me on Instagram at Keeping Up With Charity. Um, I'm super active on there. So, you know, I follow back. So definitely follow me there. Don't be afraid to shoot me a message. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm not as active, but I do retweet a lot of funny stuff. So it's at charity underscore Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. I don't have Facebook. That's for the old people. Um, I'm not old. I have Facebook. Well, I'm older than you. I'm seasoned. Okay. Seasoned. I- I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that for one. For the seasoned saints. So, yeah, Instagram and Twitter are my main go-tos. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing some projects this year and kind of stepping into my calling with journalism. So stay tuned. Ryan will definitely let y'all know what I'm up to. And y'all can, if y'all follow me, y'all will see. Definitely will. Um, by the way, I'm going to put all of those um, – tags and things that you can connect with her and how to connect with her rather in the um, description notes so you guys can definitely connect with her Um, you have been listening to Spoken Right Podcast this is your boy PRW and Charity Cohen and we are out of here Thank you so much for tuning in to Spoken Right Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to stay updated with the latest episodes. Until next time, always remember that power, excellence, and distinction is key.